You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the, watched the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I ran back to things like <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good Show on Tide 100.9. It is a Tuesday morning, and we are back with you live and local on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a day that the Lord has made, so I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to encourage you to take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. You be the difference you want to see in the world today go ahead and get up and at them with us and let's get things rolling on your home for alabama sports and the martin houston show the sound of alabama sports your show your team as alabama crimson tide moves ever closer to the big kickoff against the mizzou tigers well it's the fish it's official now that either or uh is out and what am i talking about alabama releases their depth chart so we'll look into that, see what that means to us as a uh, fan base uh, versus what it means to Nick Saban as the coach. So I want to encourage you to uh, plan to be a part of the conversation at 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa Hotline is open for business. We'd love to hear from you. Go visit Taco Casa for lunch and or dinner. Uh, you can find them located in six different places around Tuscaloosa, uh, West Alabama, Northport area. Also one up in Birmingham off of Lakeshore Drive, whether it's that uh, dine-in, carry-out, or uh, drive through They are there to serve you. 46 years of being the uh, best thing in town under the biggest cactus uh, in town as Taco Casa, Taco Casa Hotline. Also post your thoughts and your comments. Um, I'm sure that there are quite a few thoughts and comments in terms of what's happening with the depth chart. Also, we'll uh, spend the remainder of the show, third, second, third, fourth quarter. We'll have DC of DC Capstone in with us as part of what's happening. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm having a great day today, Martin. Happy to be here. How about yourself? Oh, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Well, like we said, Nick Saban uh, releases uh, the depth chart. <laughs> uh, I call it the either or. Uh, but there were, were a few uh, interesting uh, 
uh, items in the depth chart um, that that we saw. It seems like the confirmation of all of the confirmations was that Will Anderson uh, Jr. is indeed uh, uh, beast mode, uh, but not far behind him uh, must have been Drew Sanders as well. Uh, do you find it interesting that Nick Saban has two true freshmen at the jack position while having uh, two upperclassmen, seniors, fourth, fifth-year guys uh, at the uh, sound position, uh, but those two true freshmen locking down the jack position? Yeah, I do find it interesting, and I mean, everybody hyped up Drew Sanders uh, most most of the off season, but it's Will Anderson who made a late push, much like his recruiting uh, recruiting went in the, this past uh, what was it last spring or so when he bumped up to that fifth star. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what these two guys bring on that other side of the of the defense. Yeah, and, and it's going to be interesting um, when we go pass rush, uh, uh, Curtis. Um, Lewis uh, seems to think that uh, Drew Sanders is going to be the other guy when we go to our pass rush set. So it's going to be interesting to see those two guys bringing something that we both have said numerous times in the offseason. And I think it's a missing component to this Alabama defense, Joe, dating all the way back to the Clemson game, where uh, if we had any, any – any semblance of a pass rush, uh, we may could have made a little bit of disturbance on Trevor Lawrence in that Clemson game. But you go back at least to that season, if not even before that, since we've really had a legit, consistent uh, threat at, at the outside pass rush uh, position. So uh, those two guys, man, I'm telling you that – that's impressive. I, I, I mean, you can look at it a million different ways, and you can say that Alabama uh, ha, has missed uh, at that position, but that's still uh, a big-time move by those two young guys. I'm excited to see what they have to say. I'm, I'm a little sad for Ben Davis missing out on uh, that starting position. I know he's got that or, but uh, we'll have to see how, that ends, how much time that he ends up getting. Yeah, I, I think he, you know, with the with the fact that he's on the other side, I think he still has opportunity uh, to get over there, get out there on the field uh, with Christian Christopher Allen. I I don't, I've not been Christopher Allen looks the part, but from a production standpoint, I've not seen a lot that says that Ben won't get out there. And, and you're like me, you know, we both wanted to see the local guy, um, you know, get an opportunity to get out there on the field, but. It, it is what it is, and, you know, no one's giving out uh, candy at the University of Alabama uh, like it's the parade, so you have to go out and earn it, and uh, and it looks like those two young freshmen uh, definitely, definitely did that. Uh, let's go ahead and get a little audio from Coach Nick Saban uh, from his press conference yesterday. Let's just get his opening comments, what he had to say to us, uh, and then we'll break down this depth chart a little more several other interesting things that, that kind of jump out at you from the depth chart as we bring dc in in the second um second quarter we'll dig even deeper into the depth chart also want to remind you that uh, before we do this if you're out there and you want to post on facebook live 
and or even call in while we're on with DC, the Tiger Casa Hotline at 205-342-9904 to get your score prediction in. You're still welcome uh, to do that. Uh, Also, uh, we're looking for what series do you think it'll be when Bryce Young makes it to the field? When when will he get out there on uh, the turf uh, for the first time? We, we have that as well as you can start getting players of the games, players of the week, et cetera. Uh, you can do all of that right here on, on your home for Alabama sports. But up next, right now, we're listening to Coach Nick Saban, uh, the best coach in the land. Good. I hope everybody's doing well out there. Um, look, you know, it's um, been a, a while coming, uh, but every team now has the opportunity. Our team has an opportunity to sort of create an identity of, you know, who this team wants to be. Uh, I think that identity gets created by, you know, the standard of effort, the standard of toughness, the discipline to execute uh, and do it on a consistent basis. And, um, you know, I'm very proud of the way our team has sort of managed some of the uncertainties leading up to this season. Um, But, you know, we're obviously excited about having the opportunity uh, to play against, against a very good Missouri team. Um, who got off to a great start last year and starting out 5-1. and one, They're a bowl team. Uh, they've got eight starters back on defense, uh, four on offense. They've got a new coach. Uh, Eli did a great job at App State, you know, winning the Sun Belt last year um, and, you know, going to a bowl game. So, um, you know, this is a, a very good team with a lot of experience coming back, um, especially – you know, on defense where they have eight starters. If y'all on Facebook, y'all stay um, with me. Were, like, uh, we're working through. Something last year um, defense, so it's playing on the airways, but not coming team, through on this side. Team. So stay tuned. We uh, got some really good are players, working on that. Um, uh, on offense, um, I think there are two quarterbacks. They haven't really named a starter, but I think both guys are very talented. Um, be very challenging for, you know, our defensive team. Uh, not knowing for sure exactly what we're going to see um, from them. Uh, both guys are extremely talented at quarterback. They have a good running back in round free. Um, I think they got a couple starters back in the offensive line, a couple receivers uh, that are talented guys and a transfer that will, you know, sort of add another starter to, you know, to that group. Uh, they do have to re- re- replace their punter and kicker. They have a couple new specialists, but – you know, Beatty's a very explosive guy, you know, in the return game. So, um, you know, very challenging game for us to start out in the SEC against a, you know, bowl team uh, that uh, has a lot of experience coming back, a new coach. And, um, you know, we just have to get our guys to prepare uh, the, the way we can and be able to make ad- adjustments and adapt it and adapt to what happens in the game um, when we All right, need Facebook to. Guys, so we'll figure out why that audio didn't come through. But, uh, uh, I'm excited uh, about having you got, the opportunity. Are you guys hearing Joe? Okay, and hopefully is, when we bring know, DC on, you will have any technical opportunity to do this. So we're really right. excited that, you know, that opportunity has finally come this week. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. That was Coach Nick Saban with opening comments for game week. Uh, and, man, what a beautiful sound. Game week. We're talking about Alabama versus Mizzou. Uh, we're going to be breaking down what we can expect from the Mizzou Tigers with D.C., D.C. Capstone Report. Will he attempt to do what he did at Appalachian State 
with a downhill power running game along with a mobile, agile, athletic quarterback. We'll be breaking that down. More conversation with you right here up next on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Don't forget, still looking for those score predictions as well as when will Bryce Young hit the field? Will it be in the first quarter, third series, second half, or will he just do mop-up duty? We're looking for your thoughts and your comments, as well as what do you think about this depth chart that Nick Saban released on yesterday? That conversation and more up next right here on the Martin Houston Show. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, it's the first day of fall, and it feels like it. No wrecks, traffic light right now, but if you do see conditions, of course, give us a call. 205-886-8886. It's the fall sale spectacular with great deals and top dollar for your trade today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Clouds increasing across West Alabama today, the high 77. For tonight, mostly cloudy with a low at 62. Tomorrow, cloudy with a chance of rain by afternoon. Rain becoming more likely tomorrow night. The high, it's 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Live and local each and every day right here on your home for Alabama sports. And you can be a part of the program uh, once again at that Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. A lot of uh, interesting information happening with uh, the depth chart. Um, And, of course, um, Nick Saban uh, opening up comments and Curtis Lewis said, Saban keeps repeating himself, which shows not much to say about uh, uh, Mizzou. Uh, And that's, you know, the other thing is when you hear him talking about how they're a great team, they're a great team, but he doesn't give any uh, explanation, uh, uh, then that tends to mean that uh, Nick Saban uh, is trying to be respectful, uh, but doesn't have a whole lot to, to say as well a couple questions we have out there before we get to dc is uh what's your score prediction uh get the score prediction in and if you're just now joining the conversation you can call us uh even though i'm on with dc here in just a moment you can call us and talk to us uh, about your score and what you think the tide will do the tiebreaker is Najee harris rushing yards 
also. Uh, we're looking for when do you think Bryce Young's going to make his uh, entrance as an Alabama Crimson Tide football player? Uh, will he be used up in mop-up duties, or will he have a package, uh, or will he be used just simply as a decoy, uh, much like Jalen Hurts was with the Philadelphia Eagles on yesterday? It's now time for us to bring in D.C., D.C. Capstone Report. Good morning, D.C. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Martin. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, doing well. Glad glad to have you on. Before we get into that conversation, uh, Curtis Lewis says, Bryce will be in late first quarter going into the second quarter, but Mac will be back before the half and start the third quarter. Uh, I, I tend to uh, have similar thoughts to uh, – Mr. Curtis Lewis, in terms of DC, I mean, in terms of when Bryce Young will make an ex- entrance into the game, I think Nick Saban has a package uh, that will put Bryce Young out on the field immediately. Before we get into the specifics of the depth chart, DC, what are your thoughts uh, in terms of Bryce Young making his debut as an Alabama Crimson Tide football player? Oh, I think Bryce Young is going to get an opportunity. I think uh, there's a package for him. I look for him to, uh, if uh, if all is going well, the first two series, the album has ball, I look for him to get the start in the third series. Uh, I think there's a package in, in play for him. He's got a lot of good uh, athletic ability, probably great upside. Uh, I think uh, though on the depth chart, it's clear Mac Jones is a starter. I think uh, I agree with your with your caller there, uh, uh Mac Jones will be back to start the second half. And then uh, I look to see, depending on how the game goes, if the game gets out of hand, I think Bryce Young will play some. I think even Paul Tyson might play some uh, if in, this, in this game against Missouri. Really, based on how this game goes, you could end up seeing Bryce Young and the combination of Bryce Young and Paul Tyson more than you actually see uh, Mac Jones. Uh, and I won't be disappointed um, that, that if that if that is – uh, the case in terms of <laughs> the the backup getting a, a lot of reps because you literally one play uh, from those guys being in. Overall thoughts, DC, uh, when you see the depth chart, let's look at the offensive side first, just an overall assessment, any surprises uh, with the offensive depth chart? Uh, no surprises in my uh, my my opinion on the offensive side, I think everything we've said uh, throughout fall camp has happened. Your playmakers are, have done really well. Jalen Wall, Devonta Smith. Uh, I think John Meachie taking that third slot was what we had uh, expected. Uh, I think behind them, you, you do have Javon Baker penciled in right behind one of the starters. So that's, that's what we expected as well. I think the, the running backs, uh, Najee Harris uh, starting, Brian Robinson, and, and then you got the are beside Trey Sanders and Jace McClellan. I think Jace McClellan is a, is a kid to watch, a pretty exciting runner. I think that does uh, also kind of uh, uh, agree with what you and I talked about early on, that maybe Keelan Robinson is opting out this year, not going to play. He's not on the depth chart anywhere. and he, you know, he, of course, played that experience last year. So those are the only things on offense. The special teams was what got my eye. You got Devonta Smith and Jalen Wallace, your two biggest playmakers. Uh, running back, uh, the kick, uh, kickoff returns. I don't think that's uh, just a coincidence. I think this year, Coach Saban and the others know that if there's one thing that's had a lack of practice time, probably with no spring practice and no fall counts to speak of, uh, special teams is a place where you could pick up some big plays. 
Hey, looking at the offensive side of the ball, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think there's a lot of surprises there. Um, the the or with Trey Sanders uh, is, is intriguing. Uh, who do you think is going to be that fourth wide receiver? Will it be Slade Bolden or will it be uh, Javon Baker? Because to me, that's the intriguing part. The three guys that are you know running the ZX um, and Alabama calls it the H. Uh, position uh, Jalen Waddle uh, at H, Devontae Smith at X, uh, John Michi at Z. Uh, which guy comes out uh, as that fourth wide receiver the first time we go with a, a four wide receiver set? Will it be Slade Bolden, Javon Baker, or maybe Xavier Williams may even be that guy? I think Javon Baker is going to be the guy that, that comes in because I think he can play a couple of positions along the wide receiver. So depending on what play, what what uh, what play they're in and what set they're in, I look for Javon Baker to be the first guy in. I just play Bowden will be right behind him. He'll play a lot as well. And I think Xavier Williams will play a lot. Uh, and I, I think they're all going to get uh, their, their fair share of opportunities. Another position that uh, not necessarily disappointed, uh, but you would expect to have seen him in a different place, but – you don't know how much spring, the lack of spring practice really hurt him. At the tight end position, uh, Miller Forrestall, Major Tennyson, uh, you know, the one-two, and then Carl Tucker in that or position uh, as the grad transfer from North Carolina State. Were you a little surprised uh, that Tucker didn't make it in, or is this probably potentially due to the um, impact of not having a spring practice? Well, I, I think it's a little, a little of two things. One, probably a little bit impacted not having the spring practice and know the playbook. I think Coach Saban is very big on knowing the playbook and transferring in is a lot to grasp uh, in a short amount of time like that. Thirdly, it could be just a product of formation. And I think probably the formation that Alabama is going to start in and play a lot in early will be one that will be uh, Miller Forstall and Major Tennyson will be uh, – uh, in those formations, but I think if, if when we get to a, a good running running type, as a great blocker that, that Tucker is, and with some play action passing, uh, I think I look to see him get more playing time, maybe late in the first half, uh, just because I think it's formation driven in this in this particular depth job. And, and and I agree with you there. I, I think Carl Tucker may be the 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 best blocker of the three, based on what we've heard kind of coming out of camp, and also. Uh, when we go to the two tight end set, uh, th- those two guys, Miller Farshaw, Major Tennyson, may be the better receivers of the group, uh, but Carl Tucker will we'll expect to see that. And Jaleel Billingsley, I, I, I really thought that he may make a move based on the way he ended the year, and you kind of got to hate it for Cameron too. He's sitting over there at the number five spot uh, after moving from um, the outside linebacker position to the tight end position that, He'll be one that'll be interesting to watch, not trying to be negative at this point in the season, uh, but it'll be interesting to see um, how much uh, he gets to play. And and if he doesn't, will there be uh, the potential for him to to jump to the other side? Uh, uh, And when I say the other side, I'm talking about the other side of the the country, not the other side of the ball. Uh, Just watch that and see how this season plays out with him. Alabama definitely has a lot of skill position, uh, but when you look at this offensive line, 
Uh, it coming down to Alex Leatherwood, Deontay Brown, Landon Dickerson, Emil Ikior, and Evan Neal as the first five. Uh, what's your overall thoughts of this group when you first look at uh, this depth chart? Well, and look at this depth chart. I, I think, well, first of all, I, I believe it's what we predicted. Uh, we thought that uh, Landon Dixon would play center and Emil Ikior had the best camp to go out and slide out and play the guard position. So uh, I didn't wasn't surprised by that. But when you, what what really jumps out at me is when you look at this offensive line, I believe this could be the best across the board offensive line that Alabama has put on the field in quite some time, and too deep wise. I mean, I think we're too deep, pretty good experience wise, and and, and with some uh, really good players along that offensive line. So I look for this year uh, for Alabama to get back to the Bama factor of imposing their will on the other team. And what I mean by that is. Or being able to run the ball when the other team knows you're going to run the ball and still pick up the yard is needed. So I don't think we've had that in, in, in several years. I think it's what we've been lacking. So this might be the missing link on offense to help us push us to the championship level this year. It, when you look at it, um, you know, from tackle to tackle, Alex Leatherwood to Evan Neal and everyone in between, really, really a strong core. But when you look at – just take a second and let's look at the middle of this line um, – I love Landon Dickerson. He he's like one of my favorite favorite players because I, I call him old school nasty. Uh, he's one of those guys, DC. You just kind of have to take the good, bad, and the ugly with him uh, because he 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 plays so hard, so intense. Uh, he's going to pick up a penalty somewhere. Uh, but if you take that that side away, you just hope it doesn't cost you in, in a big moment. But somewhere along the line, he's going to probably hit somebody a little late or shove somebody in the back or, or, or something. Uh, but he's always been that way. But when you look at this, I don't know if all five are as good as, I think it was the 2012, 12 team. Talent wise, I think they have the potential to be, but when you look at just strong up the middle, Landon Dickerson, Deontay Brown and Emil Ikior. Uh, those three guys, to me, may be as powerful uh, a combination of three offensive linemen and, and as nasty when it comes to the running game uh, as offensive linemen that, that I've seen at Alabama in quite a while. I agree 100%. And when you, when you couple that with uh, the two running backs are starting on depth chart with Najee Harris and Brian Robinson, those are two guys that can go in the middle and get some yards and make some big plays. And I, I think this is setting up well for our running game with this offensive line. Well, all I can tell you is I would love to have lined up uh, C.J. Watson pointing out that he saw a graphic that says our offensive line averages 334. Uh, give or take 10 pounds, uh, I'll take that. Uh, I would love to line up behind that, that group. And then you talk about a, a guy who uh, it'll be interesting to see how he factors in. Will Nick Saban, uh, offensive line is sort of like the quarterback position. Uh, you tend to get your starting five and you don't mix it up a lot. Uh, but Chris Owens uh, seems to have battled back and got his himself into uh, the rotation uh, at center. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see in this first game. How much moving and, and what do you think is going to be the first offensive line substitution uh, for Nick Saban? 
Well, I think I think uh, he always put his best five on the on the field, but I really believe there was a close battle between uh, Ikior, uh, Chris Owen, and and Darren Dallacourt. So I look for Chris Owens and Darren Dallacourt to be the first ones off. I think they've even cross-trained Chris Owens at the tackle position and uh, the center position. He's been doing so well. So I look for Chris Owens to be the first first one off the bench when when needed. Yeah, he, 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 he's listed right now as a backup to Alex Leatherwood um, as, as far as tackle. And, of course, he's the or guy at center. Uh, it'll be interesting to see any of those combinations. I think we're going to see several different combinations of offensive linemen uh, as the game moves along. We're speaking with D.C., D.C. Capstone Report right here on the Martin Houston Show. We'll be back in just a moment to continue that conversation. We'll flip to the other side and look to see what were some of the intriguing matchups or names and setups as far as the defensive side of the ball is concerned. Don't forget about Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com, located just down the road on Skyland Boulevard. All you need to do is stop by for a great wash, uh, you can get in for $7. Then you also have the packages starting at 12 and the unlimited wash packages starting at $23.99. And there's good news. Uh, if you're traveling over in the Northport area or lis- listening over there, coming soon, there's going to be a second Overflow Express wash location. So you won't have to drive all the way across town for the best wash in town. That's Overflow Express wash, helping you keep your car clean inside and out. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, got a report of a wreck on US 43 northbound just past Mid-Larry Road near the Winn-Dixie. Emergency crews are on the scene. Everything else looks good, but if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. It's the Fall Saving Spectacular. It's going on right now at Towns of Nissan. Get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. 
or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. We're speaking with DC, DC Capstone Report. DC, tell our listeners where they can find you and what you what you got going on on your podcast. Well, this is game week, so we've up up to our game week uh, program on our podcast, so it's already up. Uh, we try to post it on Mondays of game week, so it's up at dccapstonereport.com, or you can go to the DC Capstone Report page, like us there. You can see our video on there. Uh, Lance has already got it ready, and it's all all rolled out. So you can also follow me on Twitter at davidcott five zero. It's davidcott five zero. We really appreciate all your listeners uh, tuning in too, Martin. It's been a big, big help for all of us to get our get the word out there. Well, that is, that's awesome. And uh, once again, that's DC DC Capstone Report dot com is where you can find him and DC Capstone Report dot com uh, at David Cot five zero on Twitter. Let's get back into the conversation regarding the Alabama Crimson Tide depth chart. Uh, First of all, what's the overall uh, thoughts and opinions on that depth chart? Well, I, I think the uh, you know depth chart was pretty pretty much what we predicted it would be. Uh, we, if, we, if you talk about what we've already talked about in the offense, I think it's pretty much uh, predicted. I think uh, uh, the uh, defensive side of the ball, uh, of, of course, you see two freshmen there at the, at the lineback, outside linebacker position. We, we we've told you all along about how good Will Anderson Jr. was doing and. And we've also talked about how Drew Sanders was right on his heels. So that didn't come too much of a surprise at all. A little surprise to, to a lot of folks that I talked about yesterday was the fact that Christian Barmore wasn't listed as the, as the lead starter on there. But just a little word of insight. I'm not, not many people are aware of it, but Christian Barmore had a little, uh, little issue uh, medically uh, during the training camp. He, he had a little clean-out scope procedure. Uh, and he missed some playing time, so that's just a result of missing time during the uh, uh, during the uh, camp. It's nothing to do with uh, him not progressing like we thought he would. So look for him to play and play a lot. Uh, just I think he give an opportunity to get back in in, in uh, play and check with his little little procedure that he had. All right. Well, let's dig a little deeper into the depth chart. First of all, that defensive line you you, you hit at uh, Barmore, but. Uh, you know, LeBron Ray, uh, first uh, off the bus, DJ Dale, and Justin e. Boydby is uh, the defensive end in front of Christian Barmore. And I'm going to tell you, Boydby, uh, Barmore is not a, a, a pencil in, I mean, a shoe in there, uh, even even when he's healthy. Boydby, to me, played really, really well uh, last year uh, when he got his opportunities. And, uh, you know, so uh, – you know, maybe maybe he gives a little more uh, solidity to that. But I do know, as you as you mentioned, Christian having uh, some work done on that lower part of his leg, so that that impacted it. But uh, those three guys, 
not not necessarily surprised by that based on um, in terms of a Christian, but I, I am a little um, you know interested in the fact that you know we had heard so much about Ishmael Sopsher and he had lost a little weight, uh, but he's currently sitting behind true freshman uh, Tim Smith. Uh, who they say can really, really be uh, a, a big-time player at the nose tackle position. And not only is he sitting behind him, but Tim Smith has pushed D.J. Dale as much as anybody in the camp. Uh, Tim Smith has really uh, came in, uh, we're ready to play. Uh, he plays with a high motor. Uh, I think him and Sasha both will get some playing time. Uh, but it's it's definitely uh, shown uh, what the coaches think about Tim Smith and his ability to play in this, in this, in this league So as a freshman. Uh, so I look for him to play. Look, looking across that line, though, Martin, have you, ever, have you seen a three-deep defensive line uh, that you've been as happy with as this one as far as you know, experience, getting playing time? Because of last year's injuries, you know, you got Justin Aborgby, Brian Young, and Fendarian Mathis all across there who have had some some experience in playing time and all do fairly well when they're in there. Uh, couple that with Barmore and and then your emergence of, of the freshman, uh, Tim Smith and your redshirt freshman, Bell Softer. I think we got a really good defensive line core. And you know I love like to rotate them and keep them fresh. Uh, and you add that to the outside linebacker pressure, uh, we, we really got a great front seven there to turn up, your, turn up the pressure this year, I think, on defense. I totally agree with you on that, and uh, in our in our top nine, we have one guy that doesn't have playing experience uh, on the defensive line, so definitely a huge, huge impact there. Let's go to John from Lake Martin. John, you're in with the Martin Hughes Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing well. Great. Listen, I'm all excited about the season, but I, I, I was laughing a little while ago because it hit me. I said, you know, uh, the children of Israel have been freed from slavery. Five minutes down the road, they're complaining. I was thinking about how we're sitting here, we're fretting over who the number four receiver is. Ninety-five percent of the talk show hosts in this country are worried about one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we definitely have. I call them anytime we talk on this show, uh, Joe, and I make complaints. I always tell people is. Uh, um, uh, first world problems. <laughs> we, we we're definitely uh, complaining against the standard that most teams uh, do not have the luxury to complain against. When we're complaining about the guys who don't play, uh, most of them would be starters and possibly would make first team All SEC at some of these other schools. They sure would, Mark. I'll tell you, I'm just I'm just so excited. I've been watching a little bit of the football that's been on for the past two or three weekends, but it just ain't the same till the big boys step in there. <laughs> well, we're definitely uh, closing in on that quick, quickly in terms of uh, what's happening uh, with the, the Crimson Tide uh, kicking off. Now, the only negative uh, is that we have to wait all day to get to the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's right, brother, but it'll get here. I appreciate y'all very much. Have a good day, Martin. Appreciate you as well. Thanks. That's uh, John from Lake Martin, uh, D.C. He, he, we do acknowledge, yes, he is. we are complaining uh, in first world uh, type of issues in terms of what's happening with, with the football team. But let, let's, let's continue that third world complaining. 
when you look at the depth chart, DC, and you get back down to uh, the defense side of the ball, I think defensive line, without a doubt, uh, we're definitely going to have uh, some big time players. Uh, moving over to the linebacker position, we'll start with the inside linebackers first. Middle linebacker Dylan Moses uh, uh, starting, and then Christian Harris. Uh, those two guys were the two guys we thought would be uh, the first two off of the bus. Uh, but to me, kind of a surprise, uh, Jalen Moody uh, listed as the number two backup to um, uh, Dylan Moses. Was he the surprise guy on the depth chart offensively or defensively? I think that was uh, one of the biggest surprises on the on the depth chart defensively for sure. That and Drew Sanders and uh, making the big push he made late in that camp, but you know, I think everybody was looking for Shane Lee to be in that be that guy, be in that position. I think uh, uh, Jalen Moody, that's a nod to his experience and to his uh, stick to itness and, and learning the playbook and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I think Shane Lee still has an opportunity to contribute and play. Uh, but uh, I think they were – I think probably willing Shane Lee to get a little uh, more – head into in, as far as into his head a little bit sometimes and, and make the right calls, make the right adjustments. And I think Jalen Moody is taking advantage of that in the, in the practice. Uh, and you and I both uh, feel in the same way there. Uh, I think that uh, without a doubt, uh, Jalen Moody taking advantage of an opportunity. And you also wonder how much did this COVID, we hadn't talked a lot about it. Not all of the guys have the discipline uh, to work on the, the the physical side of things, and I'm not I've not heard any report that you know Shane Lee is out of shape or anything like that. But at the same time, um, I could see that being a challenge. Uh, Shane Lee and I were, are kind of built built the same in terms of playing DC big body guys that are kind of thick and compact and. Doesn't take a lot to, to to put on some some extra weight potentially, uh, but I don't know if that's the case with him or not. But I, I was a little surprised that Jalen Moody um, was the guy who jumped in front of him. Being that Jalen was here last year as, as well, and maybe he just committed himself uh, to an off season of becoming uh, the guy and the signal calling, et cetera. Christian Harris, of course, uh, being the other starter with uh, Josh. Joshua McMillan being his backup. When we move over to the outside linebacker position at D.C., I know we talked a lot about Will Anderson and Drew Sanders. Uh, I mean, um, and, and I expected them to be uh, in the rotation, uh, but I would be lying to you if I sit here and said I expected two true freshmen to be uh, one and two in terms of the jack position while the upper upperclassmen were both kicked over uh, to the other outside position at strong side linebacker. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I wasn't surprised by, by that. I, will, I really was, that, especially both of them being listed on the same side. Well, I think that's a little surprising, but when you think about it, Martin, it's really, it, it, it's really uh, a really formation driven. I think, I think uh, when you get, uh, when you get, Ben Davis, which I think he'll start the first game at the outside linebacker position. That's just my prediction. He and Chris Brown are neck and neck. They're pushing each other, uh, really doing good. 
we didn't have much depth at that outside position. Both of them, I think, provide depth at that one side that they can interchange and play. And I think uh, what you're going to find out is Drew, Sand- uh, uh, Drew Sanders had made such a big push that he he's made a role for himself in that situational third-down rushing back uh, where we changed to that rabbit formation. And I think uh, Will Anderson Jr. solidified himself as a starter uh, not too far into the camp, and the rest of it was looking about how great Juice Henders has done, and can we get him some playing time? So I think this this depth chart, in my mind, is more of a, a situational, uh, formational depth chart uh, where where they where you, they had the luxury of of, of putting the two uh, stronger, more experienced linebackers in the same side to interchange them out, and still not lose anything by going with your two freshmen on the other side. Either way, I'm hoping that this translates into something that we have uh, greatly needed, and that's uh, pass rush, pressure in the quarterback. I think our D-line, with the experience we mentioned earlier, without a doubt, is going to be able to uh, provide some of that. Uh, and, and so we'll look into <clears> – <throat> excuse me – we'll look at that. Uh, coming back, we'll look at the defensive backs – and also, I'll get your score prediction and your thoughts on a couple of games for this weekend. We're speaking with DC, DC Capstone Report. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, got a report of a wreck on US 43 northbound just past Bitlary Road near the Winn-Dixie. Emergency crews are on the scene. Everything else looks good, but if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. It's the Fall Saving Spectacular. It's going on right now at Towns of Nissan. Get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good morning. The University of Alabama Student Government Association announcing a new week-long inclusivity initiative titled One UA. In a press release, SGA Director of Communications Will Bradley said the organization will sponsor events throughout the week focusing on building a more inclusive campus. A bookkeeper at the Tuscaloosa City School System has agreed to plead guilty to account of theft of public funds. Melody Cook had been with the system for 15 years. Keep up with all the local news on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. When I wake up in the morning, love. And the 
Welcome back in to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Man, it is uh, game week once again. Um, it seems like it has been forever, uh, but we're finally here, DC. So uh, we'll, we'll finish up on the depth chart real quick and then a couple rapid fire questions about uh, Alabama this week, as well as uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get to a couple SEC games as well. Uh, defensive back uh, field wise, we have Josh Job uh, at corner, Daniel Wright at free safety, uh, Jordan Battle at strong safety, Patrick Sertain at the other corner, and uh, once again, two freshmen uh, securing the star position. So, uh, what's your thoughts of the DBs? And a lot of young guys in there, a lot of inexperience, but a lot of talent. Yeah, a lot of talent. Uh, I think uh, naturally Patrick Sertan, he's the, he's the guy that's going to got the most experience of all of them. After that, we don't have much experience, but got a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism. Malachi Moore and Brian Branch have really gone at it during this camp, and they've been neck and neck. Both those young freshmen are going to be able to play at that star position and, and uh, do a good job. I think the question mark, you know, Ronald Williams going down with the injury, uh, breaking his arm, uh, having to have surgery, being out for extended period, maybe the season because of the shortened season, I think it's going to hurt our depth at cornerback. Another thing that I don't, I'm not sure everybody's aware of, Josh Job has been really slowed in, in the camp with an injury as well. He's had a hard time to uh, recover, getting some treatment on. And so it really leaves us thin at that other uh, cornerback spot if Job can't go. Now, Coach Saban said that there was no player that couldn't play in this this game except for Ronald Williams. Uh, but I'm not so sure that uh, Josh Job gets to start if he's not able to uh, overcome this nagging injury that he's had. Uh, I, I just I just are concerned about that cornerback spot. I mean, who takes it? Does uh, does one of the freshmen slide over from the star position to to start if if uh, if he can't go, or or do you get Marcus, Marcus Banks or one of the other freshmen, like a Brandon Turnage, a redshirt freshman, does he, he get the start there? So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I hope Josh Joe's able to, to this week get the treatment he needs and overcome this little nagging injury and get out there on the field. Yeah, and then, of course, you have uh, on the specialty, we have uh, three punters listed, but a, a freshman and a gray shirt uh, battling it out uh, in terms of the punter position. Riker looks like he secures that. Uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, real quick, I think he may be uh, the, the second most excited, uh, exciting player I've seen and potentially has the uh, ability to even uh, get into that category and surpass David Palmer in the return game. Uh, he just didn't get, I don't think, as many opportunities. But I saw a Heisman prediction um, on one of the major networks that had Jalen Waddle in New York, uh, and he, they said it'd be because of his uh, experience uh, in the return game, uh, along with what he does at wide receiver and how Sark uses him. Thoughts on that? Well, I think this is a year that, if anything, Jalen Waddle can, can really produce in the return game. Having him as the punt returner and on kickoff teams this year is going to give him more touches, more opportunities. But as I said earlier, I think if there's, a, if there's a position, if there's a group that has the less practice and, and less putting game, getting game ready, would be your special teams group because of the lack of spring, lack of a good fall camp. So I think if we're going to take advantage of, of it, I, I look for him to have a special teams touchdown uh, in this first 
in this first game. So I, I really, I really uh, think it's a big opportunity for Jalen Wall to make a big splash early on with his playmaking abilities on, on special teams. But also the Sam Johnson thing. Hey, that's not just a that's not just for for show. Sam Johnson is the real deal in, in practices. He's boomed some punts. And uh, it, it, that's not just a, a, a coincidence that he's the number one on that depth chart there. So look for Sam Johnson to to, to, show, to to take the punting duties and do a good job. It's been close between the three punters. They've all battled out well, but uh, Sam Johnson has been the most consistent with his with his uh, hang time and, and his length. And for a true freshman, uh, that's a, that's a big big accomplishment for him. Well, let's just hope he can do it with the lights on. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, real quick, DC, what's your what's your prediction uh, uh, for for Saturday? I think Alabama goes into rolls, uh, gets the running game going, play action passing game, which scores some special teams, even score on defense. I look for several sacks to be in the game to disrupt the Missouri. So I think Alabama wins fifty-two to ten. Fifty-two to ten. Uh, what's Najee Harris rushing yards? What you think? What you got there? 137 yards. Oh, man, Najee is going to have a good opening week, especially considering that Chuba Hubbard uh, uh, didn't break 100. So if we can get him there, uh, they'll definitely put him in that conversation. Real quick, Kentucky at Auburn. Who you got? I got Auburn winning that game. Uh, I think they win by seven points. Florida at Ole Miss. Does Ole Miss uh, uh, Lane Kiffin play spoiler in week one? Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is my upset special. I think Lane Kiffin has a bag of tricks. They don't work all the time, but if his tricks work in this game, <laughs> I think they beat Florida by 10 points. Oh, wow. Not just win, but by 10. Mississippi State at LSU, has uh, has has the Pirate got enough tricks up his sleeves or uh, enough to upset a, a potential chaotic LSU going into week one? Well, I think he's got a chance, but I think LSU wins it and wins it by a touchdown. All right, one more. Tennessee at South Carolina. Tennessee by a touchdown. Tennessee by a touchdown. Jeremy Pruitt, if he wins that game and LSU loses, Jeremy Pruitt will own the longest winning streak in the SEC, like at seven games. Thanks, D.C. Tell them real quick where they can find you. You find us at dccapstonereport.com, our Facebook page. Like us there at DC Capstone Report. And you can follow me on Twitter at davidcott 50 All right, thanks, DC. We'll uh, catch up with you next week, and we'll be talking about what actually happened instead of what may happen. Thanks, and have a great day. You have a great day, and roll tide. Roll tide. I'm Martin Houston for the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. That's Joe Gaither behind the glass pressing all the right buttons. Thanks, DC. Thanks, uh, John. And thanks for all the callers, listeners, and viewers. For the Martin Houston Show, remember this. Trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide. Thanks.